Good evening. You are listening to a Radiligen Broadcasting premiere podcast, TV Party Tonight. I'm your host, mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radiligen. And tonight, our favorite shows are AEW Dynamite, Fighter Fest, Nights 1 and 2, 2021, and Fight for the Fallen. And joining me to talk about these three shows six hours of dynamite crammed into a short podcast ladies and gentlemen it's chris bailey chris bailey chris bailey how do you do how do you do how do you do you're lucky that i made this show mark radlish because just before this announcement i signed the contract for all elite wrestling so chris bailey is now all elite with everybody else you're damn right, right. well good you get to do i i hope <laughs> I, I i hope in your introduction um the lights go out they go back on again. You're standing there, and then uh, somebody throws you into a coffin, and Nick Gage drags you away. <laughs> well okay, done, sir. The, the only thing that I want to do when that company is kick Cody Rhodes in the head. Outside of that, I'm good. <laughs> Just drop the mic and walk out. Malachi Bailey. Hey, real quick, and I do mean quick, um, Bray Wyatt is the big news of the last couple of days. Yeah. He, was, uh, he had been posting pictures like you do of him uh, slimming down, he was getting into shape, and I and like the rumor was that he was about to make his return to television. And uh, like a lot of guys, take the leash off the dog. Um, sorry, <laughs> like a lot of guys, they uh, right before the, like Malachi Black, they had been running um, Tommy End, Alistair Black, they had been running promos on, and then they and he was supposed to come back to television, and they cut him. This, this seems to be happening a lot. The story with Bray Wyatt, allegedly, allegedly, is that he got uh, cut for budgetary reasons, which everyone thinks is bullshit. Um, this, of course, brought up the rumors that WWE is trimming the budget. There's, there's two rumors. It's trimming the budget for a sale. That's, that's rumor A. Rumor yes. B is they no longer give a shit <laughs> if people go over to AEW because it... it and, and here, here's my first thought on this, and then I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk. Um, nobody that has gone to AEW from John Moxley to Sting has dramatically improved that company. Now, I understand a big chunk of that time was COVID, and so who can say that you know it's they're they're now a year behind of where they might have been in terms of progression and growing their audience, but. Their television ratings are about the same as they've been since the beginning. That is measurable. That hasn't changed, and that hasn't been affected by anything. They have spikes here or there, um, and their pay-per-views, I think, are you know incrementally doing better. But if you're the WWE, and you're just looking at, and, and you're not like emotionally invested in all of this, you're just looking at things from a financial point of view, there's an argument to be made for nobody that AEW has acquired has changed anything for the better for them financially. So the WWE, therefore, doesn't give a shit if people go there anymore. It's not like, 
you know, Hogan goes over there and takes a whole bunch of WWE fans with them or, you know, makes them, um, uh, gives them opportunity, like his cachet, you know, gives them opportunities for better television deals and all of that. None of that seems to be in play right now. So they figure they can cut guys like Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt because it, because they all save money and it really doesn't matter. And my last point on this, and I'll take a breath, is that like Samoa Joe, they might just be cutting guys because there was a rash of there was a rash of uh, signings where they hired guys for exorbitant amounts of money just to keep them away from AEW. Where again, that no longer seems to be and there no longer seems to be a need for that. They don't need to retain guys for high sums of money. So they can cut them, renegotiate, and rehire them for significantly less. So that was a vomiting of thoughts on this yes. subject. <laughs> All right, so let's start it out. Let's go rapid fire here. So Bray Wyatt, absolute shocker. Uh, you know, they still had the gimmick and play with Alexa Bliss, so I guess we're not going to see the the logical conclusion to that storyline. I know Alexa has taken a lot of heat online with everyone she works with, you know, ends up being canned or fired, which is unfortunate. And I mean, she's really getting some abuse. So, you know, it's if you're bad. online, oh, yeah, really, really bad. Um, so if you're, you know what, if you're abusing Alexa Bliss, grow up, you meatheads. That's what I'll tell you. You know, it, it's a storyline. But uh, yeah, WWE in an absolute shocker. I don't know where he's going to land but i tell you what they've got a talent there and uh, on his own he's a creative genius so this is this is another guy that i shake my head at and go man you're you're letting a creative uh, creative mastermind go down the pipes here so you know tough loss for bray white but he will land on his feet i'll tell you that because uh, you know the, those Wyndham boys they they tend to land on their feet so good for them there you go. Uh, out, outside of that, yeah, definitely they're clearing the ledger. I am going to argue your point, though, about uh, not making a noticeable difference in the ratings. Uh, we didn't have a fair barometer when it came to COVID, of course. Now we're seeing the the end result of all the hype and everything right now. So where during COVID they were popping about, you know, 750,000 viewers. This past week with uh, Chris Jericho and Nick Gage, they did 1,058,000. Wow, that that is a massive, massive increase for them crossing MGK that median line. All fucking day. I'm telling you right now, Domino's Pizza can suck a dick because I tell you <laughs> what, it uh, they uh, that Nick Gage brought in the. I don't know if it was Nick Gage, but uh, I tell you what, there's a lot of some of parts that are happening over on AEW. They have the buzz, and you're starting to see slowly but surely. Uh, you know, ratings pops. Now, are they sustainable? Like you said, will they be at 750 next week? Quite possible. But uh, momentum and buzz is definitely on the side of AEW right now. It's exactly where they want to be. Last word on this, and then we'll move on. Um, there are guys that go over to uh, AEW and they show up and it's like, meh. Um, but yep. there are guys who I, that when they show up, I'm like, you're actually a really good fit for this company, not for all the right reasons. And Bray Wyatt is one of those guys because I think Bray Wyatt is a super creative, out of the box thinker, and you know, and I, I mentioned this in another chat with with some wrestling buddies. AEW is the place to go where there doesn't seem to be a tremendous amount of control. Right. I mean, there has to be in order to put a program on the air. But what I mean is, like, people want to do something. It's like, go, go, be, you know, go do a thing. Matt Hardy, you want to be a crazy promoter guy? Go do your thing. Darby <laughs> Allen, you want to jump into coffins? Do your thing. Yep. You know, it's great. I, for better or for worse, and many times for worse, but sometimes for better, um, guys can uh, play out their their thoughts, their creative ideas, 
And for a lot of guys, it does not, it's not so much about the money. If they, if they have enough money to buy a sandwich and pay their mortgage, they're fine with that as long as they're allowed to be free and be creative. And AEW is that place. So a guy, I think, like Bray Wyatt, it remains to be seen if it'll pay off in the end or if it'll be good. But I think mentally for him, he'll be out of the sort of staid um, controlling WWE and be in a place yep. where, you know, if he wants to show up to the ring with his pants on his head, he can do that. Um, so do you, know what, do, you know, do you know what would really be a great deal for, and I'll be super quick with this, mm-hmm. for Bray Wyatt is, uh, you know, obviously have a, have a plan in place. So if you're going to AEW, if you're going to Impact or heaven forbid Ring of Honor, wherever you're going to land, Mm-hmm. Do some do some indie appearances first with that whole lights out lights on. Here's the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, here's the fiend type gimmick. And I know they can't do the fiend, but he's definitely going to do a play on either Bray Wyatt or a hybrid with the fiend. Something he's going to have some hybrid of that. I guarantee it. And have some fun building up that indie cred. You don't want to go to AEW right now with CM Punk basically on the doorstep. Daniel Bryan signed. Adam Cole potentially. Uh, going to be flexing in there as of this morning, working without a contract that's been discovered. So, really? guess who his chicky boo is? Miss DMD herself, Miss Britt Baker. So, logical conclusion would be if they don't tighten up the reins, is that uh, Adam Cole could be on the doorstep. He's trending right now on Twitter, right now as we speak. I would love for Adam Cole to be in AEW because at this point, like he's not going to make an impact on the roster. He doesn't have the size right. for it. Exactly. And he'll, he'll just like if they can't use Matt Riddle right, they're not going to use Adam Cole right. So <laughs> you might as well just go to AEW and have best bout machine matches with Kenny Omega. And I'm I'm there for it, you know. Or, or pair him up with the uh, pair him up with Matt Riddle and give him a scooter too, and they could be the scooter twins. It'd be great. Please, Bro. please walk into traffic, Chris Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the show, brother. Yes, sir. Fighter Fest. Uh, night one kicked off with John Moxley and Carl Anderson for the IWGP uh, heavy, U.S. Heavyweight Championship. And, you know, I, I don't know. What did you think of this one? This, this to me, was it, this was kind of one of those matches where I think it was more for the gimmick and for the yep. angle than it was to have a match. What did you think? Absolutely. So, you know, the entire thing is built around the IWGP championship. They have a partnership with uh, with New Japan once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to have, um, you know, a lot of their talent coming over. And you got to see, as you'll see a bit later on, that Tanahashi is on his way over to possibly take on Moxley. So this was just a cog in the wheel to get there, defending that IWGP title. Inconsequential match. No question who was going to win this one. Moxley over Carl Anderson in 11 minutes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Pretty fun match. You got a lot going on there with John Moxley, he's got that crowd wrapped around his fingers. It's sort of sad to see him taking a break from Eddie Kingston, but uh, it, was, it was fine. So they did a promo at Lance Archer to set up their return match. Um, it was a year or so ago. John Moxley beat Lance Archer for the U.S. Uh, IGW, whatever it is, the Japanese belt. Um, the US <laughs> IWGP. Version. Thank you. Uh, he beat Lance Archer for it, this, and now they are going to have a Texas death match. Uh, and in a return bout for said belt, so Lance Archer did a promo. Um, Lance Archer can talk. Like, oh yeah, I, I I said back when it happened. You know, I don't know if this guy really needs Jake the Snake. And the more like they just leave, you know, the more Lance Archer keeps pushing Jake the Snake in the pool, the more I'm like, wow, you really don't need Jake the Snake. You're just fine as a crazy monster machine on your own. Like, I just want to see him and Miro, like, just tear yeah, no, apart just, the locker room. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I think Jake the Snake, if I was him and I'm seeing the uh, the murder hawk cutting these promos, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about my job security. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, should have made him should have made him head of the Dark Order, but whatever. Yep. Um, then we went to another promo. This is El Idolo, you know, Andrade. <laughs> um, he starts talking about how he wants to take on the Death Triangle. I was barely paying attention when he talked. Like, this is a guy who I think will do well in AEW because people just want to wrestle their matches. But I didn't have any interest in him when he was the hot thing in NXT. I had zero interest in him when he was on the Raw main roster. And oh, I yeah. continue to have zero interest in him in AEW. So for all of you work rate uh, snobs, have fun with this guy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> as we'll see a little bit later on as the show progresses, um, you know, his punch card elevates quite substantially. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. All right, the next segment was uh, Team Taz implodes. Uh, this was Ricky Starks with Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Brian Cage. I mean, not to quote you know Jim Cornette so early in the podcast, but why don't they just piss in Brian Cage's mouth? Just as well. I mean, you're you're. You, what are you doing with this guy? He's got every like he is built and designed in a WWE wrestling action figure prototype, and they're doing mm-hmm. nothing with this guy. It's a sin. I, yeah, I. I would almost say like like they need to just trade some guys and Brian Cage needs to go to the WWE, but they also had EC3 and they couldn't yes. get with him either. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Frustrating. I, I wish there was a third option in terms of like wrestling, wrestling companies that just specialize like the WWE does in big guys, but doesn't suck. So <laughs> <laughs> is it boring as shit? Um, otherwise, Ryan Cage would be great over there. Anyway, Ricky Starks ended up winning the FDW um, World Championship in just under 10 minutes. They did the thing with the belt where, like, they Ricky Starks wanted the belt to hit Brian Cage with Hobbs wouldn't give it to him. It's like, no, play fair. Stuff happened. The ref's back was turned, and then Hobbs hit him with the belt. Ha <laughs> ha. It was. It was cool. I, I really, really did like that. Yep, it was good. And you knew that the dissension that they've been playing up with Brian Cage and Taz seemed to take Brian mm-hmm. Cage aside a couple times. And you're like, hmm, interesting spin here, dissension in the ranks. But they were playing this guy for a fool, and Brian Cage is now out of uh, Team Orange. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, Rick, But Ricky Starks is now the fuck the world champion. So there you go. Yeah. Well, him and his broken neck. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good champion. He's got charisma for days, man. I like Ricky Starks. No, I like Ricky Starks too. I just like all the guys. They have 107 guys on this roster and they, they're making guys in the same, you know, faction fight each other. Yes. Whatever. Um, the you next you know what I don't like, Mark, is this mm. next match. Go ahead and tee it up. Well, before we got to the next match, we we had yet another promo. Cody Rhodes is mad. Oh, he upset. <laughs> He's so mad. Um, so the prior week, uh, Tommy and formerly Alistair Black, currently Malachi Black. <laughs> what a mess. McGee McGee. Um, <laughs> kicked a senior citizen in the face, just knocked Arn Anderson's teeth out, and then Cody Rhodes got in the ring. It was like, "Hey, get your damn hands off her, Biff!" And then he got kicked in the face. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes came out and it was like, "Hey, quit kicking people in the face, shithead!" Yeah, and that was about the extent of that 
promo. And then now they're going to have a match, I think, on the next, uh, I think on Homecoming. which we So basically all you have to do to get in AEW is kick Cody Rhodes in the head. And you're good at least for a month. Yeah, if they let you in the ring to do it, sure. Yeah. Because you had the one guy that attacked MJF. They didn't give him a contract. I'm surprised they didn't. Man, you know what would be great? If you pair uh, Malachi Black with QT Marshall and all this stuff. Oh, never mind. You know what would be great? They compared <laughs> the guy who attacked MJF and jumped the rail with the girl Braun Strowman was a t- or boy, whatever it was, that Braun Strowman was a tag team partner with. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And then have them managed by Ms. Girl. Anyway. Okay. Um, I- <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> Ugh. No, don't. Don't move on. Let's stop the podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading this from WrestleTalk.com. And the next thing it says here is Page vs. Omega built he, build heats, heats up, which is hilarious because this was July 14th. Yep. And shortly after this is when the Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk stuff broke. And now as of like the yesterday, the day before... The you know they were building towards Page versus Omega, and theoretically Page was going to kick out of the One Winged Angel and beat Omega for the AEW title. And now he's not even his opponent at all out. They're like they're 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 switching tracks, which makes but me guess, not want to bother talking about what happened next. Guess who's going to be lined up to take his place, though, Mark Radlich? This is exciting. He's in this match. <laughs> Go ahead, talk about it. Oh, Christian Cage. I mean, Mr. Money, the big surprise. You know, the he he was brought in with like a, you know, a ticker tape parade in Universal Studio and Jimmy Hart was there and everybody loved his end. No, they didn't do that. But anyway, he got paid a lot of money to come into AEW. He's here in a 13 minute, 13 minutes of my life was spent watching Christian Cage defeat Matt Hardy in this match. Now they did a match, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, which took the hangman out of the main event picture. And apparently the rumor is, is that Christian Cage will be slotted in for the title shot against Kenny Omega. I am ready to puke Mark Radlich. Oh, joy. Oh, rapture. This whole promo allegedly built up um, the five on five, the elite versus the dark order. match. Yeah, right, which, was, which was which was which uh, was a event in itself. We'll talk about that a bit later. All right. So Chris Jericho wants a return match with MJF, and MJF is like, "Well, fine, but you have to do five. You have to do five labors in order to get there." And so <laughs> I love that the five labors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first one um, is that he has to wrestle Sean Spears. Sean Spears can use a chair and Chris Jericho can't. And so this whole promo was to introduce the five labors gimmick and to tell him that his first labor is going to be Sean Spears, which is uh, the following week, I believe. Right. Um, all right. Matt Hardy versus Christian. You already talked about that. I didn't care about this match when it was on SmackDown 23 no. years ago. That's the problem. Like these, these guys, we've seen this, done that one million times. Is there? Did they do anything different to say that this is now our AEW match and we're allowed to do whatever we want in the match? They did nothing. They wrestled a very, very basic WWE style match, and it stunk. Yeah, I just, I don't care. It existed, and that was it. Um, there's a Miro vignette. And I'll tell you, Miro is my favorite wrestler right now. Oh, he is on fire. fire oh, I, so. I need a God's favorite champion t-shirt. I got my, <laughs> Me too. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I now need a God's 
fucking God's favorite champion. <laughs> Dude, he's so good. Like, this is a guy who you realize the WWE messed up so bad. And I know, like, like him and Jim Cornette got into it. And so Jim Cornette doesn't see the value in Miro and calls him Bluto and all this stuff. But, like, Ooh. I don't need him to be a Mensa student. I need him to be a big, dumb killing machine. And he's so good at it. <laughs> Which is what he started out in WWE as, as the, mm -hmm. the super Russian heel. He was the best Russian heel they've ever had coming out mm -hmm. on the tank. He had Lana, the you know, the heater, heating him right. up. It was so good. I mean, he was on fire, and then he just dove off a cliff. Yeah, well, like but a he's found his niche. He has yeah. found his niche right now. Dude, this is what we've as, always wanted to see. As soon as he said he was God's favorite champion, I'm like, 110% in. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. this. <laughs> like he has lost his fucking mind, but like he's so big and bad, who cares? <laughs> it's so good. This more of this, less of Matt Hardy versus Christian, more of God's favorite champion. <laughs> I I am enjoying Miro, and every time he's on TV, I I just like I. Uh, there's a lot of AEW. That's a lot of what I watched in these three shows where I was kind of just looking at my phone or up making soup or something. And when Miro comes to the TV, I'm like, everything stops. <laughs> <laughs> Miro gets my 110% full attention. Um, they did another uh, They did another interview. This time it was Tony Schiavone and his girlfriend, Britt Baker. Yes. This Good was for Tony. Yeah, yeah. This was to sell his, her upcoming match with Nyla Rose for the 110th time. Yippee skippy. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what a Wheeler Yuta is, but he took on Sammy Guevara. So Wheeler Yuta came out of nowhere. So, you know, they're building up, you know, the best friends angle. They got, you know, Chuck Taylor. They got Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta. They've also added in, uh, you know, the good old alien herself. What's her name? Uh, her name is escaping me right now. Um, Christian Slater. You know who I'm talking about. The, the girl, the alien. Uh, yeah, I know. Statlander. Chris Statlander. I was close. Yes, I know. So Statlander, <laughs> now they've added out of nowhere somebody who just doesn't fit. Wheeler Utah, who is like the most super indie of indie guys with some of the worst trunks you'll ever see. And he's in there against Sammy Guevara. These guys had a hell of a match, to be quite honest with you. It was only like four minutes. You gave 13 minutes to Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, and you only gave four to someone who could actually wrestle in Sammy Guevara. And he had a very, very good match against uh, against Wheeler Yuta, which was like an absolute nobody with no explanation why he's involved with, you know, Orange Cassidy's get-along gang here. But apparently he is, and we just have to accept that. And uh, Sammy Guevara beats the, the snot out of this guy and takes the win. I love Sammy. I got nothing bad to say about this. Good showcase. They put him in there with a guy who could hang with him, and it was good. Good four minutes of action. Yeah. Um, I miss the sex gods, you know. I, yes, I, I just I do. Um, speaking of sex gods, so oh. hot blonde, random Japanese chicken genie pants. Yes, random Japanese chicken genie pants beats hot blonde. Impossible. Okay, why? then why? Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> where, why. where did where did Penelope Ford's push go? What happened to the hot angle? Miro left all of a sudden became a heel. And they were like, OK, we're dumping these two trash bags who was hanging off his side. Well, I think, what's his face? Kip Sabian got injured, but that doesn't mean you yep. don't. That, again, you have all these like really hot, attractive, halfway decent wrestling women. Yep. But it's like, but all the Japanese girls. It's like, okay, but I under like Yuka Sakazaki. Had this been two years ago, I get it. Like they they pushed her in the initial run of AEW shows. Yep. She was winning like her and Riho. Riho 
were winning matches and people were getting into them. And so even Definitely. if you're like me and you're not down with um, the shimmer and the shine and the stardom and the whatever else they got going on in, in female Japanese wrestling, I at least started to see these people on TV and I'm like, oh, I get it. She wears genie pants. She's cute in Japanese. My daughter would What's love the- her. But that's the problem. That's all they give these Japanese girls. They don't give them any angle. Like, of course, you got look. I mean, take a look at everybody it's else. It's also on the been roster. a decade since she's last been on television in America. Yes, yes. So you need to introduce her. Give her a reason for being. Give her a character. Mm-hmm. The Japanese girls have no character. What? What is? What is? Yuka Sasaki, uh, Sakazaki's gimmick. Tell me, what is it? Where's Genie Pants? And Jeannie from Pants. Japan. That's yeah. it, though. You don't know anything about her. Penelope Ford is like your your hot, you know, obnoxious blonde. And, you know, she's with Kip Sabian, blah, blah, blah. They got married. So there's storyline there. They give these girls nothing. But anyway, Yuka wins in six minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah, because okay. the company favors the Japanese girls over all the American women, with the exception of Britt Baker. But give and them something to do. That's, that's my argument. Give, give them a character and a story. That's all I ask. Don't just go, hey, it's a Japanese girl. Cheer her. No, no, it's not good enough. No, I agree with you, but that's it. But the company mindset seems to be like, oh, well, we're only making a television product. And this is like my big problem with AEW. They seem to only want to make a product for like niche, you know, yes, nerd know. wrestling fans. Yep. Yep. That would They've know accomplished that. Who like, you know, like it's, I'm not calling him a nerd wrestling fan, but let's say like Harry was here, you know, Harry would make the argument that, well, people, but, but that audience knows who she is and they want her to win. Great. Yes, exactly. So you'll spin in the same circle and you'll never grow and you'll just be a niche wrestling product. That's fine. <laughs> you're right on the money. I think you did call Harry a nerd. I bet I think you did. I heard you. Not me. You um so in our featured match of the evening, shut up, Bailey. Uh we have <laughs> Darby Allen versus all ego Ethan Page in a coffin match. Okay. Take a look at this. 15 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. You got a guy who's drawn big ratings for, believe it or not, a homegrown talent in Darby Allen is drawing ratings for this company. He's paired with Sting. They've they've done exactly what they need to do. And what's that, Mark? Give him wins. They've built him up. He's not trading wins back and forth with Orange Cassidy or Sammy Guevara or whoever the else he's paired up with. He's winning. He's won 20 of his last 21 matches, except for that absolute beating he took at the hands of Miro, which is good because they've done something with Miro. So that win meant something. And now he's here against a guy who can hang with him in Ethan Page, and he wins again in a coffin match, which is his match. So you're giving a guy with character. You're defining his match. You gave him a mentor in Sting. You're doing all the right pieces of the puzzle to build a character, and he's drawing them ratings. This is the way you do it. Yeah. I uh, My only sort of gripe, grizzle, quibble about this match is – and I'm going to say this again when we get to Nick Gage versus Jericho. <laughs> There's just too much of this sort of thing now. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. You know, it's your garbage match of the evening. Okay. Yep. Like, I, and, I, and like, I don't want to spend too long on this because if, if people who have listened to our reviews before have definitely heard me say this, so it's more of the same. When you do 106 garbage matches in 106 weeks by 107, you're like, I, yeah, great. You guys know how to do garbage matches. Congratulations. So... <laughs> It becomes less about the match and more about the stunt. And the stunt here was Darby Allen um, yelled, I regret nothing, and threw himself backwards into the coffin and crashed through it. <laughs> like, I'm sure that sucked and it looked awesome, but it did look we awesome. Had, 
but we had a whole what was it uh 15 minute match that built to that that particular stunt <laughs> it's all about the stunt it's all about the cheap pop and i'm telling you listen they, they've they've done a, a magician's work here getting this kid over i mean he's he's you know 115 pounds soaking wet but that crowd loves that guy so there you go you've done it good job aew all right, Fighter Fest night night two was a week later, and we kicked things off with Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. Um, obviously, Chris Jericho beat uh, Sean Spears. Sean Spears was allowed to use a chair; Jericho wasn't, so it was a lot of that. Um, in terms of, I think, like selling that angle on the match, that psychology, I thought it was okay. I mean, hey, as we all know, Sean Spears is a good hand. <laughs> so i mean it was competently wrestled enough like you know oh yeah Jer- by the way we have been just brutal on chris jericho's physique he actually looks like he's lost some weight oh no no question about it no question about it i mean i know i know he's embarrassed of his physique and he goes out of his way on twitter you know to show him you know with his shirt up and you know with his he, he does the the old fat guy trick and you and i know what that is is how you carefully pose to to show you know to cover up that under rim of gut with your pants yeah, so basically i, I put my kids in front of me that's how I yes do. yes but jericho does the i have the hand on my belt loop in the front so he's casually covering up you know the very bottom of his gut i know your tricks chris jericho i know your <laughs> tricks we see through you chris <laughs> i've used them many a times on the female variety um all right so they announced after this so i was on vacation when this happened um yep. and so like i i couldn't see it live or anything but I had, heard, but like all of a sudden, like my Twitter and everything blew up with the announcement that I fight for the fallen. Nick Gage was going to show up and <laughs> take on Chris Jericho in a death match. Yep. And of course, I haven't heard the podcast yet, but you know, the the, the very next podcast that Jim Cornette dropped was they've gone full garbage, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> boy, boy, did they ever! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's kind of Nick Gage's shtick. Um, but I tell you, my argument as to what made ECW so great was not obviously the wrestling, but it was the and and part of what made the WWE great during the height of the Attitude Era were the same thing. You never knew what was going to happen next. Correct. It could be something Correct. terrible, but you but it, there really was an element of uh, surprise and just the expect the unexpected so it was must see tv because you never knew who was walking out next you never knew who they were going to drop off a hundred foot ladder into an ordinary drinking glass you never knew you know someone was going to whip their dick out on camera like you were just like i don't know what's going to happen on this crazy program no you're right on the money and you talk about on your movie podcast about the craft there's a certain craft that goes into building a movie you know what i mean you got certain expectations uh, certain expectations of how things play out how tropes play out all this type of thing and ecw came at a time where you knew the formula you knew that raw would start with a triple h promo for 20 minutes that they would you know set up the main event you knew that the quarter hours were going to be important that something important was going to happen because of that ecw broke the mold like you didn't know like in the middle of a match that would all of a sudden become a four-way dance, which would be broken up by New Jack, which would set somebody on fire. You didn't know what was going to happen. And they broke the mold so hard that it shattered the industry. You're like, whoa, anything can literally happen. And uh, you're right on the money with that. And, you know, the, the craft of wrestling changed forever with ECW. So 
that's where AEW has it over the WWE. Yes. AEW may pendulum between um, the hotness and the hot garbage in the same <laughs> segment sometimes. Yeah, queen. But you never know what's going to happen next. And I really like AEW is a fun watch. Even if I don't love every segment, I don't love every wrestler. And it sounds like I'm really negative on it. I it, it, That's appointment viewing for me. Like if I wasn't podcasting at that time. You know, it's one of those things like I have so much CW stuff loaded on my DVR because I've spent I've spent so much time podcasting over the past six months. That I haven't been able to watch anything that I'm not talking about. So I right. have like every one of the CW shows um, and some extra stuff just loaded on there that I haven't even looked at. Oh, my God. Good luck. I, <laughs> because the first thing I always and my point being the first thing I always watch when I am able to sit and watch TV that isn't for the podcast is AEW. Right. It is the first thing because I got, I want to know like oh my god what crazy who popped out of a cake today you know and so, <laughs> bad example. Um, so the point is, who would have fucking thought this garbage wrestler that his whole shtick is hitting people with light tubes was going to show up on a national television show? That's no crazy. man. It, the more I think about it, it should have been obvious that they were going to go after this guy because you know AEW is all about the buzz. Who can we get? Who can we get? Mm-hmm. Who can we shock them with? And when you think about it, it's the obvious choice: get Nick Gage on a show. But you'd think right away that you're going to be limited. Well, we'll talk about that later. We're we're blowing the load here on Nick Gage. Let's not do that. Let's talk about Jericho and Spears. Ten forty-seven. No. Jericho wins <laughs> in what I like to call the first labor, and boy, it was a labor. <laughs> To get through Jericho with the win, I'm actually moving ahead. Kazarian versus Gallows. Yes, please. Care about Thank you. Jericho. Thank you. I don't care about this either. Speaking of things I don't care about, so Gallows beat Kazarian. Um, Kazarian's new gimmick is he's the elite hunter, so he blames them for the disillusion of his tag team, and he's hunting them and making life miserable for them. And he jobs out in six minutes fifty three seconds here to Doc Gallows, who I don't think has ever got a singles win on Dynamite any point but yet they put him over frankie kazarian there you go yippee skippy but guess um, what listen to this one super quick super quick fill in guess who shows up on impact wrestling this past weekend who it, frankie kazarian comes out of nowhere hey. and attacks attacks the uh, doc gallows and the gang he's there he's impact ready baby hey, hang on one second yes how can i help you I, I no want- you have to be on camera and you have to talk into the microphone i want something to eat <laughs> Who <laughs> we'll gets something to eat? Hey, Jonas. <laughs> um, I love it. Screaming Jonas Radledge over there. Anyway, um, yeah, next one. So we go from him main eventing in you know in a coffin match to middle of the card against uh, uh, against macaroni and cheese or Wheeler Yuta or Yutan <laughs> Joe or whatever the fuck this person's name is. Wheeler, Utah, once again, uh, with spectacularly bad ring attire coming to the ring. Uh, decent match. Darby Allen wins no problem at all with the coffin drop. Uh, really no real reason to be here. You had Orange Cassidy being attacked on the outside by the butcher because that feud is going places. And uh, that's literally it that happened here. Hmm. By the way, boss. you, um, you, a big a little stinger. You know, you were you were there when he was surfer sting and you were, you know, yes. he, he's your guy. He's forever your NWA heavyweight champion. Did the shin kicks with Orange Cassidy. Oh, Fuck. and that was all over Twitter that <laughs> trended all over the place. Uh, and so that one spot was literally a highlight 
And Sting was right in. And you know what he did? You know how Sting pounds on his chest like a gorilla. Right. Sting did that in Orange Cassidy mode where he was just doing like little soft ones, like tip, 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 tip. It was so you know, funny. It was good. I, I, I'm teasing you because like, you know, is you know, look at your hero and look how far he's fallen. But he's also like 100 years old. And like, well, if they're going to pay me to like do tappy shin kicks. Like, like he doesn't care about the wrestling business anymore. Nobody does. Well, listen to what his WCW theme song said. It, it it just sets him up for his entire career. He does this. He does that, Mark. And that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's the man called Sting. All right. Um. So we have, uh, we have Hikaleo. Uh, I believe his name is at yep. ringside after Moxley and Archer video package. Um, we have the women's championship match between Nyla Rose and finally they've Chris been building Baker. this for Ava. I, they've also had a million of these. Yes. Um, this one went twelve minutes. I couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> what did you basically? Think? Basically, it was they were setting up that um, you know insurmountable odds. Nyla Rose is on fire. You got Vicky Guerrero, uh, you know saying that she's threatening, saying that, you know, Britt Baker's going to lose the belt. You got Rebel there who's been often, he's, she's been hot and cold with Britt Baker. You don't know if she's ready to turn on her or whatever the case might be. But Britt Baker wins this and actually breaks her wrist during this match, but continues yep. on. And it happens early in the match. You'll see her favoring her wrist after one of the first moves. And uh, this girl is just trudges on, man. She don't care. She is hot. She's one of the, the hottest properties they've gotten. She's even the cover girl for PWI last month. Like, she's on a trajectory upwards, this girl. If she can stop, like, hurting herself, sure. Um, but you know what? She didn't take any time off. She showed up with that damn wrist brace on, and she kept on going. Good for you. So I want to talk about this next thing because it annoyed the piss out of me. FDR versus in Proud and Powerful have a press conference, which they obviously oh. seriously edited. Oh, this the was the worst. Oh, my God. I... It, it, <clears throat> like the WWE promos are, are obviously scripted and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people just reading their lines and they're not actors. So it's, so it sounds like it's reading script and AEW because everyone just sort of, you know, like go out there and yell, fuck, okie dokie, you know, and then yeah, and they do yeah. and it's, and yeah. it's great. Cause at least it sounds like semi-authentic. This was one where it was clearly scripted and no one knew what they were saying and they weren't talking to each other. This was oh, horrible. There was San was it Santana who started taking pictures of his family out of his pocket? And then they cut him off. Like, did you notice that was a real out of hard nowhere? Edit? Like like blatant cuts, like not even trying to do segues. Right. Like literally midstream as he was talking, they cut him off. Yeah. It was, was like, I, like, I don't understand. I don't understand how you let an editor do that. Like pre-recorded and the worst. Yeah, like you had time to fix this or do something <sighs> different. How did and you look at that and go, Yeah, this is fine for television? Oh my god. It just like, felt terrible. It felt horrible. Yeah. I have got none of like, and then normally I like FTR's promos yep. when they actually get television time and get to say stuff. Like here, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then oh, like, hey, the proud and powerful thing, like I got what he was going with it, but then they cut him off before he could make his point. It was dog shit. Terrible. Um, all right. Next, we have Shavo and the Death Triangle interrupt Andre. Andrade. Ugh, ugh. So Tony's interviewing Andrade and. Um, <laughs> and he introduces uh, his manservant or whatever, Chavo Guerrero. Sorry, who comes out to a huge pop, by the way. He should have been riding a hobby horse. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, <laughs> I want, please. I want crazy Chavo back. Me too. Um, 
Pac says the death triangle hides from no one, blah, blah, yakety schmack. This goes back and forth. Do you care? No, not moving Me on. Me neither. Do you care uh, about the death triangle? No. Nope, let's move on. Orange Cassidy versus uh, versus the Blade. Speaking yep. of no one gives a shit. Yep. Uh, boy. Um. So Orange Cassidy took on the Blade in less than nine minutes. Um. And then uh, Cassidy... So how does read this? Bunny is back on the apron, but Statlander pulls her off. Bunny tosses the brass knuckles to the blade. But Cassidy ducks, nailing the orange punch to score the win. Cassidy puts the brass knuckles on after the match and nails orange punch with them on yeah. before pocketing them. And then Jericho's with Alex Marvis. He says that if MJF is going to bring the most violent man in the business, then he's going to bring the most violent version of Chris Jericho, the pain maker. And all the people who are fans of New Japan went, Yep, which is basically Chris Jericho with a top hat and eye makeup, similar yeah, to a, he, a Clockwork Orange. No, he's doing he, he's doing King Diamond is what he's doing. Is I that mean, what it is? Yeah, that's he's trying to like mimic King Diamond. Oh, I thought he was doing a, a Clockwork Orange type spin there, but no, you're right. Okay, King Diamond, it is makes sense because he's a he's a metal guy. So there you go. Yep. In our main event, we have John Moxley versus Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match. Uh, this is fine. These guys know how to fuck each other up. They know how to put on a good garbage match. Um, and then uh, the fight spills into the crowd where Archer picks up a fan and tosses him at Moxley. <laughs> awesome. I loved it. Archer pulls the mat out from the outside and goes to slam Moxley on the floor. And Mox hits a DDT on the concrete. The match is only won by knockout or submission, apparently, with the knockout meaning last man standing rules. Archer is bleeding, and Mox has a fork. He ramps the fork into Archer's head. Yay! <laughs> Um, but, uh, okay. Moving forward, uh, Moxie plants Archer with a paradigm shift, but he miraculously springs to life and flicks Mox off. Mox pulls out two barbed wire boards. Oh, yeah, I remember this now. And puts yep. them on the tables outside the match, because all I can hear is Jim, Jim Cornette going, why are you stopping the fight to build stuff? Um, <laughs> Mox goes for the paradigm shift, but Archer grabs the fork and slams Mox through the barbed wire tables. Archer won an important match. This is not a drill. <laughs> and oh this sets up his, his feud next week with uh, Hikaleo uh, for the IW, IWGP title. So, yeah, Mox has no belts now. You know, this guy who was the guy who kind of started this, you know, in the mid COVID era, going to different companies and wrestling for different belts and stuff like that. Now that's Kenny Omega and John Moxley is just a dude who goes to barbed wire. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, you know what? It's a title change right there. I mean, um, or was it a title change? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, he won it. He won it. Yeah, he he's a new champion. So Larch, Lance Archer by knockout. Wins the IWGP Championship right on the crops, right on the crux of uh, New Japan coming to AEW. So we got Tanahashi about to make his debut, and you got yeah. Lance Archer on the top of the card right there. So and, and we get to I, see good old Hikaleo very shortly on the next next episode, which is another I, and conversation. I, and I guess that's why they did it because Mark really doesn't need a belt, and they need right. you know, and Marcher needs to do something. Plus, they need to give some sort of cachet and importance to the stuff happening with New Japan since now they're doing. You know, timeshare with them as well. So, um, my overall, we've been saying forever. We've been saying forever to put the belt on the Murder Hawk. So there you go. They did it. They did it. They put a belt on him. That's for certain. This was twelve matches. This needed to be one night and eliminate half of this. Yes, please. Get rid of Carl John Mox versus Carl Anderson and keep Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Um, keep Rookie Starks versus Brian Cage. Uh, get rid of Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Get rid of Sammy Guevara versus fucking Yuta. 
Um, get rid of Yuka Sasaki versus Penelope Ford. Keep Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. Uh, keep Jericho Spears. Get rid of Doc Gallows and Ket Kazarian. Get rid of Darby Allen and Yuta. Keep Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. Um, is that six? Did I come, did I, yeah, um, and could, you, you, you had the murder hawk in there, right? And murder yeah. hawk and Mox, yeah. yeah. That's all so, you need. One night, one night, jack up, one night, way to go. But you know what? It's all about the ratings, so they're going to spread that out like peanut butter, but it was a very thin spread on this one, Marcus. Yeah, I... They need I did to, enjoy. I did. I did enjoy the shows, though. So, but it would have been better with less. If they're gonna do like name shows like this, they need to keep it to one night and not break it up over two nights because this was really one show spread out over two with a lot of stupid filler in between. But the following week should have just been dynamite. Instead, we move right into. Yeah, well, I fight, don't uh, fight for the fallen. What are I we doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why they do it this way because, like. The next, uh, the, the all outs not until September, so like space these out a bit. Like, okay, the, God, homecoming, yes. the homecoming one this week, you know, just because like they went back on, on tour and then like they're back in Jacksonville. Like, I can yes. kind of yeah, see yeah. that. The one Absolutely. they're doing at Shea Stadium that they're calling Grand Slam, I can kind of see that one. Like, when they when it's a fun event in a new place, you know, and they can really make a big deal about it, like, okay, yeah, I get it. When it's like blood and guts, I get that. Like this, why not have done Fighter Fest in July and then keep Fight for the Fallen in August? Like, why? Right, do we, I agree. Why do we need? Why does every? Because I'll tell you this, and like I love talking wrestling with you, but I can't keep up this pace. <laughs> like after homecoming, <laughs> if they don't take a, if they don't take a break with a named event, I'm not. I may have to not do this for a while, guys. You know? It's okay. Just do dynamite. Just. Just yeah. have a show named Dynamite. It's okay. We're good. Didn't you ask me like once, like, hey, you know, why don't we do like weekly reviews? I'm like, because I can't keep up this fucking pace. That's why. Oh, no, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Mark Radlich. You're right on the money. Well, uh, let's take a pause for the cause here. And uh, before we go into our next show, let's talk about our good friends at Grammarly. You use the Grammarly, Chris Bailey. I know you do. I certainly do, you know, because I'm full of contextual mistakes, Mark Radlich. I am a walking contextual mistake. And boy, do I need an editor sometimes, especially when I'm blogging. And fortunately for us and for our listeners, we have Grammarly. Tell them all about it, Mark. Well, Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All Boom. right. Fight for the Fallen. You know what I miss about the Fight for the Fallen event? What's big, that, my man? Big checks. Big, yes. big checks. Like an over-the-top big. Like not even like Price is Right big. Like when they win the check. Like an absolutely massive one where like six to, people has to hold this thing. It's yeah, great. It's like brought in on a crane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole reason to watch this. It's certainly ain't for the wrestling. I want to see big checks, man. Yeah, give it to the veterans. Let's go. Let's do this. All right, and now when it's become a meaningless match, but made me laugh because of what they were wearing, oh. it's the Dark Order in a five-on-five -five match with the Elite, consisting of uh, the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. And because I and and again, this 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 was my heart. I love this. We had synchronicity. They were wearing Elite Squad basketball jerseys because this was the same week that Space Jam came out. 
it was absolutely you know what for a show opening this is what you do this is aew showing wwe that hey we can sports entertain better than you guys and boy did they ever this was a hot hot start to the show you had the crowd going absolutely ballistic for the dark order and mr cowboy shit himself mm-hmm. adam page they were really super hot for this guy they want him to face kenny omega the main event and then you had the elite come out in the space jam uniforms the what, what was the what did they wear was it tune the- the elite squad and the elite squad so good i was this looked amazing ass off at this like them dribbling the basketballs like kenny omega and and the young bucks are such douchebags they really are they out sports entertained the sports entertainers and it was classic yeah by fucking far um but let's talk about the stipulation in this one so adam page and the dark order have to win to ensure that he keeps his future title match with Kenny Omega. So if any of this team on Adam Page's uh, Adam Page's team loses, he loses his title shot. Like, there's yep. stakes at hand here. And guess what happens? Why don't you tell him, Marcus? Uh, Adam Page ends up losing, taking the air right out of everyone in the arena. Yep, it was like a balloon pop out of nowhere. Yep. So, yeah, the, the elite squad, <laughs> Pete, uh... <laughs> the dark order in 25 minutes and 35 seconds. And so, yeah, we're, we're moving on from, from poor Adam page. Like Adam page is another guy who I know that he looks at the WWE and he's like, no, I see what you do to people. I'll, I'll be fine here. But is he any better off in AEW than he would be in the WWE right now? Because I kind of feel like he'd be in the same boat. Yeah. I, I, you know what? There's nothing really, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that they've done a better job of building like Adam Page in the past, I'd say, two months than they ever had during their initial run. But uh, you're, you're right on the money with that. I don't, I don't know if there's anything else there, really, to hang let, your head on. So Let Adam Page and Adam Cole trade. Just do it yes, even pl- Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. I think that Adam Page would be able to pull off the WWE style, no problem. At least NXT. Yeah, I think he sure. would be a hot NXT star for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think... I, I, I don't think he's I don't think he, they should put him on the main roster. I certainly hope not. I wouldn't wish yep. that on my worst enemy. But um, <laughs> no, I, sir. But I do think he would make a great addition to the NXT roster, and he'd be a guy that can carry that belt for a little while, depending on what you know how they're going to bend carrying Cross over the horse and fuck him. So well, um, listen, if he if he was on the main roster, he'd be paired with uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop as like a like a gay cowboy who leads her to the ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't Fair enough. Shame. Don't kink shame me. Um, <laughs> I'm just talking money. I'm printing money here with that with that conversation. That's my that's my booking part of the show here. Gay cowboy, Eva Marie and Dewdrop, ride right. on the horse with no shirt on. There you go, money made. All right, uh, Taz introduced in the next segment. Taz introduces Starks to the ring for his FTW title celebration. Taz has a band to play Starks to the ring. Do you remember when um, Adam um, uh, when Edge? won the title from yes. somebody and then was immediately injured during his celebration. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Edge, Edge is one of those chronic guys who literally yeah. slips on a banana peel at, 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 at will. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe don't do celebrations. People slip on confetti and die. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I wish to- I slipped on confetti and fell during this next match after that, into, after that tank of an interview uh, that we saw last show. The crowd chant, we can't hear you. And Stark says it's because they are inbred. Ha ha. Stark says <laughs> Cage has no charisma when he's standing next to him. Cage is here now. 
Um, but like this was another situation where like like it looked like he just ran out of the gym. Like he like he, he, he was <laughs> like a away. big dumb jock. <laughs> Bruce from Archie comic. Like he's in the gym, just you know, lifting dumbbells. It's like, hey, did he say my name? And like throws him down. Like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh, he looked like such a doofus. But anyway, uh, and this is where we got the announcement that Tanahashi will be showing up, um, and he'll be challenging the winner of the IWGP US title. So why, why, when we're teaching, you know, our Japanese talent the English language? Do we give them the worst scripted promo? It's like, like if it's not fluent conversation, you know what I mean? Like if you put a script in front of them, I know Tanahashi can deliver like a good, cause I've seen him do promos and ring of honor and all this stuff. And he can talk to the crowd very fluently mm-hmm. But when he's reading from a piece of paper. It's almost like they've scripted him to speak in like stereotypical Japanese. I come to us <laughs> and beat you. No, he can talk better than that. Just let him talk normally. He's good. <laughs> we got call. We got gas. We got a ball. And more <laughs> I never said that. That's not me. I'm just, I'm just saying you can do better. AEW man. That should be their tagline. AEW. We can do better. <laughs> they can. <laughs> um, next, speaking of better FTR took on proud and powerful. Um, and let's see here. Um, FTR actually got a win over Proud and Powerful in eight minutes. But what about Ortiz Santana and Ortiz's pictures of their mother and father? What happened? <laughs> hey, it was just nice to see FTR get a win. It's fine. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Good. Move on. Eight minutes. Perfect. Good yep. for you. Um, I don't know what they're doing with either of these four men, but who cares? Um, <laughs> Tony is with Britt backstage. Uh, Britt says, you made Nyla tap with the broken, ri- the broken freaking wrist. Yep. Britt says that she keeps getting hurt and Reba can't help her alone as everyone targets her. Then she goes off on the crowd and the viewers. Um, I forget. Didn't she say that like she's she's getting a heater, like she's bringing somebody in that she didn't I, reveal who it was, right? I think it's not going to be one. It's going to be two. I think they're pairing her with the Iconics. That'll work for me. Um, oh, yeah. would... Let me tell you something. That that would be a super hot angle, but I think poor Reba is about to get the boot. I don't think this is going to be a four-way dance. I'm not a four-horse woman situation. She's getting the, the booty. The Iconics were so funny. You know, oh. they, were, they made so much of that gimmick. Um, and, it, and it's it's really it's a it's a telltale sign to WWE when you have gold in your hand and you don't know what to do with it. Oh my yeah. God! It, it was an incredible gimmick. And man, when they won that tag, uh, there was one of the few times that I got emotional about a women's tag match was when they won the tag titles at WrestleMania. Man, I was all in with those girls. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is awesome." I was pissed when it happened then because I wanted Bailey and Sasha to have a longer run. But like <laughs> ultimately, but ultimately, like the Iconics were, you know, like when your when your business is entertaining and they're as entertaining as they are, like, I don't yeah. understand how you, how you fumble that ball, but yeah, if they, if they put Britt Baker with the Iconics, I think that would be kind of hilarious. So the other one, yes. this is always like my go-to and, you know, I glows canceled. I don't know what the woman who, you know, who, who is awesome Kong is going to do next. Like awesome Kong. I think in a, they had her briefly. Yeah. Uh, pre COVID. Well, and, and and they paired her with Brandy, but Brandy sucks too, and everyone hates her. So like, why why not bring why not bring Awesome Kong back and have her be the heater for Britt Baker? Why not? You know, why not? There you go. Yep. Britt Brit Baker, Awesome Kong, and the Iconics. That'll work for me. Or maybe they should pair him with the guy in the next match here, Hikaleu. Nope. 
Um, so, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they announced that AEW Rampage comes to Chicago, and everyone went looking to my eyes. It, what do you see? It's the cult of personality. Oh, um, yeah. Best in the world, baby. Best in the world. Uh, Marvez is with Darby and Sting in a boiler room. Uh, Mick Foley says hello. Uh, Darby says he's, he's here to prove he's the best in AEW, even if you think you're the best in the world. Oh, what does that mean, Mark? What does it mean? What is he in, means insinuating waste, here? It means they're going to waste CM Punk on fucking Darby Allen. Um, That's not a wasting him. No, he's going to go over Darby Allen. Darby yeah. Allen's going to look like a star, and both guys win. Hot win for the guy coming into the company, and a great stand-up with the best in the world. No complaints no, there. Do you're, it. No, you're wrong. CM Punk needs to be coming in on a horse to the cult of personality. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, when we do the Amazon uh, music plug, I guarantee you. So it looks like AEW has filed the copyright to try to attain a cult of personality. Yes, a license for that particular <laughs> song. Wonder, wonder why that would be. <laughs> um, no, he needs to come in on a horse and fire rockets at Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, I need Kenny Omega versus CM Punk day fucking one. <laughs> make it happen don't waste your time with the child who likes to play in coffins no darby allen no oh man get, you know what you want to you want to you pair up a new guy a hot guy with darby allen give him daniel bryan you know and let's see if he doesn't break yes oh that's yeah that's the, that's, the an, that's the answer yep i don't give a shit what happens to daniel bryan at this point let him go have his five-star tokyo dome matches with other people give me cm punk versus yep. kenny omega that's, it's happening, that's baby. It's happening. It's happening. They're going right. to get it, and it's going to get it right between the eyes. Hikaleo, let's talk about him. All right. Well, Granddaddy Haku is here to accompany his son, his son Hikaleo, uh, to ringside for the match. Um, Archer ends up retaining in a short match here. This was only eight minutes long. Um, this was a showcase match for Archer, and this was to get the you know. New Japan stuff rolling on TV. It was yeah. Not I don't think I don't think it was any good. Hikaleo doesn't do much for me. You know what I mean? I've seen him in the ring before a couple times. Uh, not super impressive. A big, tall, gangly type of wrestler. He's not a one hundred percent polished, but I think eventually he's going to have a good look once he gets toned up. So right guy went over here. Lance Archer still your champion, and uh, you got your New Japan presence on the show. So win, win, win all the way around here. In the popcorn match of the evening, uh, Christian and the Jurassic Express took on HFO. God, how do you feel if you're Jungle Boy right now? No, listen to this. So Christian Cage is like a parasite. Okay, he's gonna latch on. <laughs> he's gonna latch on to anything that's like reasonably popular in this company. If it's Darby Allen, if it's and right now it's Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is a hot fucking property in AEW right now. And and of course the leech himself, Mister Christian Cage, is gonna attach himself like one of those alien sucking creatures right on his face and suck all the personality out of them and the Jurassic Express. That's what we had here. But guess what? Jurassic Express goes over the good old Hardy family. And was there any question? Was there any question? No. Four minutes, 30 seconds of almost nothing. On my children's life, I couldn't tell you what happened in that match. Um, Thunder Rosa, currently no longer with the NWA, now a full-time AEW talent, took on Julia Hart, who was with Brian Pillman Jr., who everyone wants to see get pushed after his appearance on yes. Dark Side of the Ring. And AEW's like, oh, 
Um, well, we take our lessons from the WWE, and when we see somebody is naturally popular, we have to make sure we bury them under six feet of dirt. Oh, oh, but listen to this. I mean, go to your local hardware store, go to the fertilizer department, and find a bag of fertilizer. On the front of that fertilizer for green grass is Julia Hart, who is the <laughs> most green wrestler that i have seen in a long time now she's only what what is she 18 or 19 maybe 20 if she if we're lucky i mean she's just barely passable in the ring and thunder rosa who can pretty well go with anybody struggled to get a decent match out of this girl it was it was off sync it was out of bounds and it was all julia hart thunder rosa god bless her tried to wrestle with a coat hanger and couldn't get it done here four minutes of pain was what we saw here well speaking of which yes MDK all fucking day. Oh yeah, Nick fucking Gage. Domino's Pizza dropping, dropping partnerships and sponsorships all over the place. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about this. So this is the second labor of the uh, of this ongoing saga with MJF and Chris Jericho, where he has to win five labors to finally meet mjf i don't know what the point of that is i don't know why he's going through the five labors to get his hands on him i don't know but he brought out nick gage mr bank robber mr i don't even wear a mask when i rob a bank i don't give a shit i got my pizza cutter i'm going through light bulbs i don't care nick gage is on your screen the ratings are popping like crazy domino pizza is dropping like flies because all of a sudden when you go to picture in picture what plays on the other side while he's carving up chris jericho's forehead with a pizza cutter yep it's domino's pizza and and of course the place goes wild twitter blows up chris jericho they start out slow which was unusual i'm like oh they're not going to give us a full-on death match and then it all falls apart and then you're like looking at your screen going oh my god they're going to murder each other on live tv and people (laughs) must have been going what in the bloops am i watching here extreme i have seen more shit happen like i've seen these guys like really Like there were certain certain deathmatch staples that were not here, like the um, like the the pegs in the head. I have yeah. seen. I, <laughs> well, well, they did the they did the light bulb instead of the pegs in the head. They did the light bulb because they yeah. they broke the light bulb over the knee, and then he was tapping that that broken okay. shard into his head. Oh, it was you brutal! Need, you need to watch the No Holds Barred series, okay? Because they oh. just like there's shit they do that no they uh, they can get away with on those matches they can't do anywhere else. The worst um, one I've ever seen is the pack of spaghetti slammed into person's head yeah stuff like that oh Um, that was brutal so i have seen in watching these no holds barge matches i have seen them do some staple things that they did not do here but you did get light tubes you got the you got the jagged light tube to the forehead um they did the pizza cutter because that's what he's known for now yep they did a pane of glass i can't remember if they did barbed wire or not um no but, but you know for look for a national television show at you know 20 minutes to 10 o'clock at night this was good. You know, this was, this yeah. was, this, I think most people don't watch. I mean, I've watched a lot in the past year. Most people yeah. don't, don't watch death matches. So for them, this was really novel. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I don't want to shit on it. Cause I know for, like for me, I'm like, Oh, I've actually seen you try to kill people before. Like yeah, 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 well, yeah. easy yeah, yeah. rattle. We can't kill them the first night we do this. You and, know? And, to, and to burst the bubble, even when he was doing the uh, pizza cutter spot, you could tell that he wasn't going all the way deep. You know what I mean? He wasn't making the cut. And and it, the actual pizza cutter went sideways a couple times. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, but anyway, he was, he was, what, whatever. He was, he, this wasn't David Arquette. He wasn't trying to kill him. But um, still, at the end of the day, you had you had Twitter with basically their jaw dropped on the floor going, oh, my God, what did yeah. I just look at? And that's that, the intention. Perfect. 
right. And that's the thing. Like AEW giving people something you don't normally see. I'm like, what's WWE going to come back <laughs> with? Nothing. There ain't, there's no course or recourse to, for them right. to follow up with that. They can't do it. And that's why they eat. That's the advantage AEW has in their court. They can basically do anything on that show. And they yep. proved it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Chris Jericho, I think this was the one where he won with a shitty elbow. Like it looked oh, the, Ju- the Judas effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he just kind of bumped into Nick Gage, like drunken stumbling. You know, no, that's and his finisher. Like, that's that's the actual finisher. That's the Judas effect. Yeah, normally, he has space to do it, and he spins, <laughs> and he actually gets some torque on it. You know, and then the guy bumps off it. And so this one was kind of like, you know, like you bump into a guy in a crowded bar, and you know, and he flopped. Basically, it was awful looking. <laughs> but whatever. The rest of me, you know, like I, I look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit all over Chris Jericho too much because, like, if you cut me up with a pizza cutter and threw me through panes of glass, and then like now do with pirouette. I might fuck well, it up too. Well, let so. me tell you something, Mark. Nick Gage made a mountain of money off this. In listen, yeah. his indie appearances, he instantly raised his dollar value like extremely high with that appearance. So you know what? Well, it did work for Nick Gage. He didn't lose any respect. Can we talk about real quick? Um, since we have a little bit of time left before we uh, we have to end for the night, that Matt Cardona showed up to oh, a GCW wow. event and beat Nick Gage, and. I bring it up because Nick Gage, for all like the shit that Jim Cornette talks about him, and for all the you know people who don't like death matches, like all these garbage, like Pat Mullen, friend of the show, uh, host of the History of WrestleMania podcast, um, co-host. You know, like they're just people who don't like this sort of thing. That's not real wrestling for them. But like for yeah. the people, and but for the people who like Nick Gage, he is fucking beloved. He oh, is yeah. Ab- he should never lose matches. He is like everyone's favorite indie wrestler. And when he lost to Zack Ryder, it was outrage. Like, Absolute yeah, he, outrage. And, and the could, fans showed it. Right. And so Dave Meltzer, you know, like clutched his pearls and fanned himself and caught the vapors and was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and like, like, shut the fuck up, Dave. Um, it was it was crazy. So basically what happened, uh, you know, Nick Gage uh, lost the championship to Zack Ryder and mm-hmm. uh, the, the place came on fucking glued. So the, the fans began throwing garbage in the ring, a la Hulk Hogan, NWO heel turn. But right. it was to the it was to the extreme, like glass bottles were flying. That ring filled up like a garbage dump. It was so, incredible visual. So two things. One, Matt Cardona. Is now the most like hated guy in wrestling. Oh, his cachet just went like, dude. He's selling T-shirts about this shit now. It's great. Oh. He even and, did a. I even sent you the the Domino's uh, yeah. Domino Pizza commercial that he did. But he's there with the pizza cutter, smiling with his championship. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so good. So there's so like so he immediately became like he went from nobody to hot commodity in one match. That return match might actually like rise above indie level. Like that might absolutely actually, that might actually show up on a card people give a shit about. You know, like, like do it an impact, like make it yeah. and put it on the stage. You know what I mean? Do it. It's, it's money. And then branch off the GC, like give GCW something to do, man. Like have, have like, if you're going to do a series of matches, make sure GCW gets one on that pay-per-view. Do it. Yeah. You know, get a rub, get that, get that promotion out there. I think this is a win, win, win. People talk about how disgusting it was with Gage and Jericho, but it's a win for the wrestling business all the way around. Mark Radlich. I hope this is the last thing I'm going to say, and we'll close out for the night. I really hope that AEW uh, continues a partnership with not just Nick Gage, but all of Game Changer Wrestling, you know, and we get guys that show up to their matches consistently, like a Chris Dickinson, yep. you know, get, you know, get some of these guys that have showed up to like Bloodsport and whatnot onto their yep. program. I think the whole like 
sharing of talent, you know, no forbidden door thing really makes it all exciting. Like I want to see Josh Alexander show up on an AEW. Show. Oh, me too. Me too, man. It's going to be, uh, I, I think we're, this is one of the most exciting times in professional wrestling right now mm -hmm. that I can speak of because there's so much uncertainty. There's, it feels like anything can happen again. And that's what was missing Mark. And it's such, it's such a treat to watch AEW right now. And I hope there's nothing better when WWE gets backed into a corner because then they start trying different things and breaking the formula. So here's to, you know, both promotions shining. Here's the WWE changing their direction and doing something that the fans want and bringing in new talent. And uh, man, I think we got a couple of years of some fantastic action in front of us. I can't wait. The tides have turned. I, I agree with almost all of that. I don't think WWE is going to change until Vince is gone, but you know, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, um, just real quick before we go, I want to remind everybody that we do have a great sponsor in Amazon Music, and Amazon Music is giving away a free 30 days of their Amazon Music uh, service. So Amazon Music, like you know, Spotify or Apple, you know, allows you to do unlimited streaming of all their catalog that's uploaded to their server. It's like everything you could have ever imagined, whatever you can find on uh, any other streaming service they have and more. So if you want you a can... free 30 days to listen to, to experience all the greatness that is living color, not just cult of personality, you can you should, uh, click our link at getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network. Uh, and fill out the information, agree to the 30 days, and then go listen to all the great living color albums because they were a fantastic band. Yes, sir. And they even do auto generated playlists. So I put it to the test the other day with Amazon music and I'm like, okay, let's see what you, you played for me, Amazon music. Let's see how close you were. And they were pretty well bang on with the exception of uh, four non blondes appeared in there. So I don't know how that happened. Maybe my, I do really like them. What's going on, Mark? What's my going son on? constantly sings. Hey, Jonas, Jonas, come here. My son loves that song. 25 years and my life Come is here. still. Come here. Sing What's Going On. What's going on? Get out of here. <laughs> well done. <laughs> what a ham. All right. Speaking of hams, that wraps, that wraps up our coverage of Fighter Fest, Nights 1 and 2, and Fight for the Fallen, AEW Dynamite. Um, We'll probably be back on Friday to do homecoming. That's what we're threatening to do. It'll yep. probably be me and Chris again. Uh, I think Harry is bowing out of the, just the dynamite specific shows, and I don't blame him. But <laughs> um, we'll also have coverage for SummerSlam and NXT 36 when those uh, when those come at you. So tune in for more of our wrestling coverage. I think that's all we're doing for the month of August. But uh, as far as live wrestling goes, but non-live wrestling the next uh history of wrestlemania show is august 11th and we'll be doing wrestlemania four and five we're going to group that into one show um, I'll, be, I'll be in studio for that one on camera and shirtless i will not play wwe footage this time so everyone can see you please I think you sandbagged me last time. I have my beautiful face, and I am a beautiful man. And I, he did not put it up. He did not put it up. Refused. I don't understand how, if I'm using another YouTube video that's already been approved, how mine got blocked, but whatever. <laughs> now Boo. I don't play anything at all. Nope. Boo to you, Mark Radlich. Boo to YouTube. 
in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, please, uh, if you found this somehow by accident, you know, maybe someone's using it as like a torture device. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but you want to continue to listen. The link will be to our link tree in the description. And so if you wherever you're listening to it now, if you're like, well, I don't want to listen to it there. I want to listen to this other place. Click the link tree and you'll find the other place. It's great. So we're, we're on at, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on anywhere that catches podcasts and obviously YouTube. So anywhere you want to listen to us, we're there. Click the subscription button. You'll get all the new shows. We The Rattle Broadcasting Network, above all else, drops a show every day. There's always new content. Hell yeah. Um, old and new. It's new. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you. And we've been doing this at least since in earnest since 2013. So there's shit tons of stuff there for people to listen to. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. You might actually find something you like. Chris Bailey, tell them what you do. Well, I, I don't do anything anymore except be on Mark's show. No, I'm kidding. I do I do another podcast over with uh, Mr. Chris Sheehan called Quester Days, where we cover the Marvel epic run of ElfQuest. So if you're into that, then we also butcher the ads in the magazine as well, which is an extra bit of fun. So we cover it cover to cover. Back to back, all the way around. Superblog Team Up is going to be returning as well. We got a couple events. One for October as Superblog Team Up goes to hell in late October. Look for that one. We could also be doing a fun little Legion of Superheroes. Everyone's favorite super team. Uh, well, at least one of mine. Um, and we'll be covering that as well. So, you know, the blog front, the podcast front, Chris is a busy man. So there you go. And you'll see my beautiful, beautiful face on the 11th. You will. All I know about Legion is Lobo and I swell up like this. <laughs> that's all i remember you, from you, you, you know you, you know who you would be if you were a legionnaire who would i be you'd be podcaster kid that's a great place for us to end the show okay um <laughs> <laughs> that failed that gimmick failed boo i suck all right folks thanks for joining us on tv party tonight for our review of fighter fest and fight for the fall and for chris bailey chris bailey chris bailey good night good night good night good <laughs> be well be safe and behave <laughs>